What is going on, everyone? Welcome back to the Chapman Civility Podcast. This is the second week that we are doing this, and this is the second of a few iterations that we're going to do of this podcast, where we're just going to talk a little bit about civility and, you know, kind of where it's at in in our nation right now and kind of where we're going from here. And just as a reminder, this is a part of the, excuse me, the Bateman National Public Relations Competition in which, uh, you know, we're discussing the, the course of civil discourse, if you will, um, and just, uh, you know, kind of like how, how, how we got to where we are today. Um, so my name is Ian Simmons. And I'm Eric Faderwish. And we are just going to jump right in. And Eric and I, before this podcast, we we realized that we didn't give much context as to, you know, or, well, we didn't talk about much of, of who we are and, you know, where our kind of perspectives come from. Mm-hmm. And, you know, we know that we we come from very different backgrounds and we have very different life experiences. And that is heavily going to influence, you know, who we are, how we view things, and kind of how we function in the world. So, um, Eric, why don't you tell everyone just a little bit about, you know, who you are, where you come from, all that good stuff. Yeah, so my name is Eric Faderwish. I am 20 years old. I'm from San Jose, California. Uh, I lived there my whole life until going to college. Uh, And Ian and I both go to Chapman University, hence the name Chapman Civility Podcast. Uh, where we study public relations and advertising. And in addition to that, I am an anthropology minor. So we, in anthropology, basically we study human culture. Um, And just a little bit about myself. I am, uh, I'm from San Jose. I'm the youngest of three siblings. Uh, I'm queer. Um, And I think that those all all my different identities definitely like play a factor into how I view the world and it's affected the experiences that I've had coming into my own opinions and those sorts of things. So I think, uh, like Ian said, it's definitely important to kind of know who you are and think about how that plays into an effect when we have uh more when we want to have more civil interactions with each other so ian tell us about yourself um so i'm i'm ian as i mentioned a minute ago um i i have a bit of a you know i i have i've I've drawn kind of some some perspectives from a bunch of different kind of cultures across america i was uh i was born in new jersey um moved there from uh moved from new jersey to st louis when i was one um, and I spent about 10 years in the Midwest. Um, and then, um, yeah, I, and then my family moved to Boston for my for my dad's work. So we went over to the East Coast. And then for the past four years or so, or nearly four years, I've been out in California. So uh, I'm pretty much drawing, you know, life experiences and perceptions from the Midwest, the East Coast, and the West Coast. Um, all pretty different, you know, cultures and perspectives and social functions, which I'm really, I'm really grateful for. I think it's really cool to just kind of be able to say that I've really lived inside of three totally different experiences. Um, mm-hmm. I'm also yeah. uh, the youngest sibling. I'm 22 years old. Um, and yeah, I'm a, I'm a public relations and, and advertising major as well. I am a music minor. Um, I think something also very important to note, um, which might offer some you know perspective into both Eric and I's opinions on everything, is we are both artistic and creative people. Um, you know, we both love performing and we both love to, you know, we, we like to entertain and, 
you know, I, I think I'll, you know, I'll speak for both of us when I say, you know, a lot of our kind of social functions revol- revolve around artistic and creative things. Mm-hmm. Um, I would agree. Yeah. So um, that's just kind of a little bit about who we are. Um, but now, you know, we wanted to dive this week a little bit, and we touched on this last week a little bit too, about, you know, our individual roles in civility. We talked about kind of, uh, you know, the society as a whole and how it kind of functions. But this week we want to more kind of touch on like the individual aspect of things. Um, and, and one thing that we talked about a lot was how do we, you know, how do we realize our own biases and how do we, you know, kind of take a step back from mm-hmm. those and say, you know, okay, how, how can I, how can I view the world in, you know, a pretty like humanistic or, or, or just a, a way that's going to benefit a lot of people? Yeah. How do I see myself in other people and viewing how my own self influences the way I'm thinking that type of thing. Yeah, absolutely. So, I mean, how do you just, just kind of your opinion here, how do you think is, is a way that we can all kind of just kind of jumping right into it? How do you think is the best way that we can all realize our own biases when, when talking, especially when talking to someone and trying to have, you know, perhaps a social or political conversation, how do we realize our own biases and, you know, how how are we, how are we able to kind of see eye to eye with people from just like an objective viewpoint? Yeah, I think from, from an objective viewpoint is definitely hard. Um, mm. I think, I don't know that we can ever quite get to an objective viewpoint, but I think we can get to a reflexive viewpoint, which, which is sure. a term we use in anthropology, which is like you take into account your own identity and the experiences that you've had and play into a and consider how that can play into your perceptions of what the world is around you. And so for sure in in anthropology it's it's a reasonably common practice to my understanding that When you're doing an ethnography, which is a study of a certain culture at its most basic, and there's a thing called a reflexivity statement that you can make where you just pretty much consider how you may consider things and how that might be different if someone else were to be in the exact same position. So, for example, in my own life, like in relation to the pandemic, and interacting with people on social media. Um, I've definitely encountered a few people that I've had differing opinions from uh, about about what the pandemic is. And it's, it unfortunately feels all too common these days, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, we definitely run into it. Um, and I, I'm sure that some of these people might be saying the same things about me. Uh, mm-hmm. Um, but I think in that I was often citing these things like saying, Hey, here's this paper. This says, yeah, masks work, like use a mask. Mm -hmm. And in, in some cases, the people that I'm interacting with have never been exposed to academic work 
in that type of way and they don't read like scientific papers in the same way you would as a college student because sometimes these people have never been to college and that's nothing against them um but i think it's important to realize in our interactions that this is we're drawing on completely different experiences for sure um and i think that's not to say like just just let people do whatever and say whatever about the pandemic being real yeah but um but i think in my own interactions in those cases it was difficult to separate myself from saying because they they looked over the article and they're like they would say things like this part doesn't work that's not how science works yeah um but and this was multiple cases of this but and i started writing back basically saying like hey i understand your confusion but and it was in that moment that i kind of realized like you know this person these people may not have um ever seen this type of work before i shouldn't expect them to have the same experience that i do with doing academic research because i've gone to college because Mm -hmm. the i mean essentially what a college degree is is it means i've spent more time learning in a classroom not yeah not that i've been (laughs) spending more time learning just that i've spent more time learning in a classroom and i know those systems yeah yeah absolutely um yeah i mean yeah and kind of kind of going back to what you were you know what you were saying i like i it's it's so interesting to me when i see people that for example i grew up with or that you know i've not that i've had these same life experiences but you know we've we were maybe brought up in a similar environment mm-hmm. um just to see some of those people have such radically different viewpoints especially on things like the pandemic like not too long ago i saw um just some some facebook thread from um with just some comments with an old neighbor of mine who you know i spent quite a bit of a bit of time with growing up we've played sports together he'd he would be my chauffeur for to and from school on you know not so rare occasions and then but i I just saw a comment from him just you know amongst other things um it was just like the the whole argument that like masks are bullshit um and masks don't work and masks are (laughs) Um, and I, and I, I say that in, that was in his words. I'm not just swearing to swear, Mm. but anyway, um, but it's just, it's just so interesting to see, you know, people who may have, you know, been brought up in similar environments, like where did things take a turn where now we have such different viewpoints Mm -hmm. and you know, what, what did they see in the world or what did they not know or what have they not had access to learn that, you know, that, that makes them so convinced that like what has been more or less, you know, established as, you know, this kind of scientific research that say, and again, this is all just an example, you know, that masks Mm. work. Um, like what, just like, what was, what was so different? And, um, it's, it's also just so weird to say like, okay, like I, it's one thing to just see, people on the other side is like oh that's the other side like Mm -hmm. i don't relate to them 
But it's another thing to say like, oh, okay, this is a person I know well. Yeah. And they have just such starkly different opinions Mm -hmm. on what, you know, you and I or just someone else who, you know, agrees with with me just might, you know, we might look at them and say, like, how how are they seeing things so wrong? But then they might be thinking, okay, how are how am I thinking things so wrong? Like how? It's just it's just so it's so insane to see like how just like one little thing can polarize people so much, which, yeah, you know, I, I also, you know, I think is a is a good segue into into something else that I wanted to talk about today, which is like when it when it's someone that we're we're close to and someone that, again, we do know well and we have life experiences with, mm-hmm. how do we go about civil discourse with them because it's so much easier said than done to just say hey you know go talk to him and just like try and Mm -hmm. have like be an adult about it like no we never know how those conversations are going to go anymore unfortunately yeah so like like i don't know do you have any experiences if if you don't mind me asking with just like someone you're close to and just disagreeing with them Mm -hmm. and not knowing how to go about that yeah i definitely think there is like there's that there's that old saying like don't bring up politics at the dinner table um yeah because <laughs> you're still gonna have to sit there and eat the rest of your meal and that'll that'll yeah. just be sitting there um i mm-hmm. think when it comes to addressing civility with people that you know and like are gonna see again after this i think in my experience, like, kind of, this might be a poor choice of words, but like picking your battles. Um, sure. Yeah. No, that's that's totally fair. Yeah, I think there are times when certain things that you can disagree on can be let slide a little bit. Like, like if if someone's saying like, "Oh, I loved," for example, I really love bad rom-com movies but i fully understand if someone is like hey the half of it (laughs) half of it was great i loved it but i am fully fine with someone saying like hey eric the half of it was awful yeah um and like that's that's the type of thing that we can disagree on like i can let slide like all right you said it it's it's done Wait, is the half of it a movie? It is. <laughs> oh, I thought you were talking like, oh, the first half of the movie. No, and no, I was no, like, no, what no, is this? No, what am I missing? <laughs> that might have been just a bad choice of the movie. <laughs> but, but yeah, I think in terms of, it depends what exactly is being said, um, because there there are smaller things like that disagreeing on what movie you like the best. That yeah are fine like no one's no one's gonna get hurt by you disagreeing on what movies to watch in your free time i think we need to be more careful about engaging in civil interactions when it comes to these more dangerous viewpoints Mm -hmm. like the pandemic for example just because we've been talking about it yeah um i think in those instances there are definitely ways i think i think it is important to do that reflecting on your own experiences and then if you know these people 
I think recognize you're probably going to see him again. Yeah. Um, know what effect that will have. And you don't have to continue to interact with them necessarily. Like sometimes, sometimes the best and safest thing is to get yourself out of that environment. Yeah. But for the sake of how do we stay in this environment and be civil, I think it's important to take a look at um, whether you're calling someone out just to call them out. I think that doesn't necessarily get us a lot of places. If you're just calling someone out to call someone out and like fight, like on the internet, we're definitely, there's that, there's another old saying, like, don't feed the trolls. Uh, like some people. I haven't heard that saying, but I like yeah. it. <laughs> so, so internet trolls, for those who don't know, are people who are pretty much just there to start a fight on the internet. Um, the worst. Yeah. Like, what are you trying to do? What are you, what are you actually trying to accomplish? They're trying to fight. They're not, they're not trying to accomplish anything. I know, but it's like, why would you set out just to be a disliked person? You know, I, don't, I, I don't think get it. I think that's definitely something that we have to consider in the modern age of social media. Yeah. So, yeah, I think be able to recognize if you're participating in that, just calling someone out to call someone out, or whether you're genuinely coming from a place of I am. I am offering my viewpoint in a hopes that we can reach some kind of better understanding of what's going on and the sure. different viewpoints that exist. And you're not going to change everyone's mind, but I mean, the hope is that you're both going in with this recognition that the other person believes something and that is true to them and i should approach it as if that's the case where it is true to them and i have what's true to me and we're trying to figure out what this actual truth of the situation is outside of just our own viewpoint yeah no absolutely um and you know kind of kind of going back to what you were what you what you mentioned of you know especially like if it's if it's someone you know like you have to you have to you know you do have to kind of tread lightly with how you approach mm-hmm. that situation because it's not easy because especially if it is someone that you're gonna see again like a close friend or a family it's you know especially politics and, and social functions it's one of those things that it, it runs deep with people and it's not just mm-hmm. it, it might not be as easy as oh we had a simple a challenging but a simple conversation and now someone's mind has changed it's not it's not that easy Mm -hmm. um but uh i I mean and and, you know i've i've admittedly uh, of course i've had a few conversations with family members and close friends and 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 people that i disagree with on just some things and it's discouraging you know when when they just don't seem to understand your viewpoint but then i can also imagine it's it's frustrating when to them when you don't see theirs, but um, 
So, I, I mean, yeah, it's it, navigating those situations is difficult. Mm. But it is a little easier when you don't know someone too well, <laughs> which is kind of where I wanted to go next with this conversation. Mm. Um, I, and I, and I want to get some of your experiences and stories after if you're, if you're comfortable sharing. But <laughs> So, basically, I was just kind of having a conversation with, you know, someone on Instagram who I didn't know personally, but we had a mutual friend. And, you know, I, I just asked her a, a question regarding something that she posted because I disagree with a lot of her politics and, and what she says and her beliefs and stuff. And I, I approached it in a way that, you know, I think was very civil and I'm actually pretty proud of this. I was like, hey, uh, can I ask you something for the sake of conversation? And she was like, yeah, sure. I was like, okay, great start. Um, and then I just kind of asked a few questions and she she pretty much just avoided the the question she totally deflected it um you know the, there was a there was a, a a question in there about just some something someone said and some you know things that were uh, deemed to be racist and i just i basically just asked i said you know do you do you, do you accept that this person said those things and do you accept that this you know this like do you understand why people are upset by this being said and uh, the 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 person I was talking to totally just unfortunately deflected, and I, I tried to ask a few questions and and she asked me a few questions as well and I tried to answer them open and on uh, like openly and honestly, um, but it was just very like upsetting and discouraging just to, you know and, and like this is just another thing like not just in like political civil discourse conversations whatever but just in life people have so much trouble admitting when they're wrong or admitting mm. when you know, someone, okay, someone made a good point or a good argument against mine. And, mm -hmm. you know, it, it's, just, and I think that also kind of just ties into like, we've, we've lost such, we've lost such an important ability to just listen to other people and be able mm -hmm. to like, accept like, okay, like I, I understand like what you're feeling. Let me offer. And, and like, I can understand why you like, you know, like why you feel this way. And I can understand why you're hurt by this. Let me offer like some of my own thoughts. Um, it, it's, it's unfortunately not that these days it's, it's, you know, as someone, as soon as someone tries to pin you to the wall, it's like, Oh no, I got to fight back even harder now. Mm -hmm. And it's like, just like, oh, just yeah, like, absolutely. listen, and it's like, why, why is it so hard to, I, uh, well, I mean, I know why it's hard to admit our own faults because we don't want to <laughs> be wrong, but you know, I think being able to accept when you're wrong is such an important step and being able to learn, you know? Yeah, I completely agree. I think drawing on that example, I think a lot of civility does come from the from yourself. I think a lot of the time we want it to be, um, I make this person see things exactly the way that I do when in reality we have like conflict and conversation like from a root word standpoint I believe that first prefix c-o-n con it's mm -hmm. it's with like in Spanish that's with <laughs> yeah we're we're having these conversations with other people we're having these interactions with other people we need to recognize that we're not there to 
just make someone else see things the way that we are i think we have to realize how we're coming into these conversations and these discussions saying i have this belief you have this belief and what and also realize when your beliefs might be wrong like you said um, yeah yeah i think that's a really important point um and I think, yeah um yeah oh go ahead i i think there is uh like you said like these instances of of like people saying racist things or like things that are harmful for another group it can definitely be difficult to find that common ground because we're having fundamentally different understandings of what's going on and what the problem is in these cases and i think we draw a lot of false equivalencies between these different arguments like just mm -hmm. seeing that like it's one thing to disagree on like how the country spends its money and it's another thing to say who does and does not get to live freely yeah um you know something that i i've kind of found effective you know just to kind of end on a on a lighter mm -hmm. note here um just because we we're we're gonna we're gonna be wrapping up this episode soon but okay. something that i've found to be to be helpful is instead of going into a conversation with hey here's why you're wrong and like i want to debate you right now i've approached it a few times with hey let me ask you something and for example when it's when when it's on social media you know i, I there was there was this one kind of post a long time ago uh, about a pretty you know hot button topic and there was a lot of people in the comments just kind of having arguments and feuds and whatever 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 and this individual that posted it um, was just kind of firing back with like, no, like you're wrong, you're wrong, like I can't believe you. Like it was, it was a pretty small petty mm -hmm. battle. Um, yeah. And so I just was like, and this was actually ever really kind of engaged in something like this. Um, I I just I commented I said, hey, just curious, what is what what are you hoping to accomplish with this post? And the person just got all riled up and they were like, I'm like trying to say like, da -da 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 -da, like, yeah, all this stuff. And I was like, whoa, like I just asked a question. I just want to know. And we ended up having like what I believe was the most, you know, calm and civil conversation on the, on uh, the entirety of the Facebook thread. And I ended it with, you know, this was it, it, admittedly, <laughs> it was a bit of a mic drop, which I do, which I am kind of proud of. But <laughs> um, no, I just said, Listen, like, we just had the best conversation on this thread than you have had with anyone else here, undisputedly. <laughs> and you don't even know where I stand on this topic because it doesn't, it, it didn't, it didn't really matter because I just wanted to know where you're, where you were at and where you were coming from. And I wanted you to hear where I was coming from. And where I was coming from was you posted this with the intention of immediately shutting down any opposition. You were not welcoming any conversation and if we have things if we if we have posts like that and if we just continue to 
just always be in a state of defense, you know, we're not going to get anywhere because no one's going to want to listen or hear anything. Um, which is just like, I, I think we, I think we need to be more comfortable with knowing when, or knowing the fact that people on the other side can have good opinions, good arguments against what you're saying. And that's okay. Cause that doesn't make you mm-hmm. wrong. It just makes, you know, your perception different. But I think, you know, that lends to being able to listen to other people and being able to understand. And the more we listen and understand, the more we can learn and the more we can, you know, all kind of collectively see just a little bit better where someone else is coming from, which hopefully then can lead us on a path of just finding some common ground in the midst of what seems Mm -hmm. just like so much chaos, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I think you bring up a great point with that um, going in to with the goal of actually inviting conversation. I think uh, that example of asking, hey, what are you, just to ask, what are you trying to get out of this? I think that approaches like that are good for Mm kind of balancing the power in the conversations. So it's, it's not a, I'm, starting just full on attacking you i'm starting from a point where you're free to join this conversation or you're free to not join yeah um so i think definitely power relations within the conversations are important to keep in mind like it's not both sides constantly attacking it's more like a more like a tennis match yeah like i have the ball then you have the ball yeah and and then that give and take, I think, is where we find the civility in it. Yeah, I, I mean, and something that I've also just tried to be kind of become aware of is not every single conversation needs to be a win or lose battle. Yeah, absolutely. You know, con- conversations can solely be the purpose for the purpose of, hey, like I noticed you have this opinion, for example, mm-hmm. like let me offer mine, and then the other person can be like, oh, cool, hadn't thought about it like that. Mm-hmm. Um. So I mean I, I think I think if we're gonna see any progress going forward coming out of you know obviously a a, a just as an example of a for a political term and out of this pandemic um, you know if 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 we're gonna see any common ground coming out of this I think we need to really you know learn how to listen better mm-hmm. um, and uh, and the sooner we can do that the sooner we can make some progress but. Anyway, to, well, to kind of wrap things up here, um, I'd love for everyone to kind of tune in next week. We're going to dive in a little bit more to, you know, how we how do we listen to others with, uh, you know, drastically different viewpoints? How do we listen to others with, you know, who don't accept the same facts? Um, and, you know, we might we might dive into some political stuff as well as as we know, as you know, we we're kind of settling into this thing. We might dive into social media because that's obviously such a prominent part of <laughs> you know, civil discourse. And so many people believe that actually today that, you know, social media has done more harm than good. But anyway, all that we're going to explore next week. Um, But yeah, thank you all so much for joining into episode two of the Chapman Civility Podcast. My name is Ian Simmons. And I'm Eric Faderwish. And thank you all so much for listening. Have a great rest of your day.